0: Kimberly, welcome to Italy. Murgatroyd, how are you?
1: Buongiorno. Buongiorno
0: and comestai. As
1: comestai, bene, bene, bene.
0: And I had a big stai, speaking of comestai. stai. <laughs> In my eye. And uh, for those of you that regularly get styes, you know what I'm talking about. It's a fucking pain in the eye. Oh my God. It's a
1: pain in the eye. You did that. No, you did that quickly. That was pretty good.
0: Thank you. You know what's interesting about um, healthcare here in Italy, because I've been here now three days, so I'm an expert. (laughs) You can go to doctors in Italy And for $23, you will have uh, Dr. Bafangul appear. Oh my God, did you
1: just use that?
0: I did. You will have Dr. Bafangul appear on Zoom uh, and his broken English basically say, what can I do you for? Uh, And you say, uh, El Stayo in the eye. And uh, he says, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Two seconds later, inside of your WhatsApp, you get a prescription and boom, your eye is fixed.
1: How great is that? How great is that? So, l- listen. We came to Italy, right? So, we left California. You were a puddle on the floor, crying, hysterical. Just kidding. He wasn't any of those things. But a we. Dramatic. But uh, well, you know, it is you were talking about. We left California, and first, let's talk about real quick the action of leaving California because we initially started this, like we're moving to Italy thing and we were going to have a 20 foot container. We talked about that. And then we weeded it down to basically- A
0: basic, 20 foot container that we were going to ship all of our like belongings- Like a, a cargo container. To Italy a and then we decided not to.
1: And we decided not to. And we talked about that in the last episode and, or one of the last episodes. And we decided to go with a company called Send My Bag and we sent 10- Bags. Bags, like suitcases, duffel bags, whatever we could get our hands on. And that was terrifying because it was basically everything we own, right? All of our clothes and and stuff. There was a lot of rules about what you could send, what you couldn't send. And they weren't super clear. But at the end of it, it all worked out. And it kind of worked as a symphony, if I do say so myself. We were in Manhattan Beach in a hotel and even though it was a complete shit show getting the bags to send my bag via FedEx and wrapping them, and we had a little last minute, a little last minute confusion there on whether or not we could bring dog food because they said nothing with an animal product, or we had some supplement issues and we had to make some last minute changes. But all of that being said, we literally showed up here in Italy and our bags arrived the same day, and it was it was like a symphony i have to say i think i think i did a good job there don't you think i do did you it, like how i just <laughs> dropped myself yeah, into no, you, that accolade
0: you you did do a really good job it went very very quickly the uh, the process of uh, moving i was very overwhelmed with the process of moving because I basically did nothing and Kim did everything. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad was, you were overwhelmed. But it was quite overwhelming to watch. But listen, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about what does landing in Italy for the first-
1: well, I, was, I was given a play-by-play. You're you get, killing my play-by-play. Oh, well, what do con- you, you, like you so like locked on something today?
0: Well, continue with your play.
1: All right, so are we, we have this anticipation of arrival. We flew with our dog and our kid on a plane, which we've never done before for eight hours, having a dog and a child on a plane. And again, it was like seamless. And all of that drama before coming with the USDA certification for the dog and blah, blah, blah. No one checked. No one even asked me. No one even even recognized I had a pet with me. Like I think I could have brought a peacock and it wouldn't have mattered. Like it was pretty it was pretty crazy, pretty seamless. Everything as we say, everything is always working out for us and it did. And so we had a great trip over. We had a great flight. The dog behaved, the kid behaved, Rob behaved, everybody did good. We arrived in Italy and our our temporary apartment which is in a Palazzo that's been converted to a hotel uh, was available when we arrived and and boom, we were in. So we arrived here, let's see, let me look at my clock, five days ago. So we've had an entire five days living in Italy. And today what I wanted to really dig into was prior to coming in our last few episodes, Rob was really, honest and shared how he felt like he was having 10 million paper cuts and his surfboard being sold and his bike being sold and his DJ equipment at the last minute, not being able to make the trip and being sold. And, and everything was kind of being taken from him, right? Except pretty much his underwear. And he was sad and he was walking down the beach and and having some teary moments and he was really bittersweet about leaving. And we get here we have our first day. We go to one of our favorite restaurants for dinner. He sits down and he sits across from me and he looks at me and he says, we made the right choice, I'm never leaving. <laughs> and that was in less than 10 hours. And it was such a one relief for me because I didn't know, like I was literally sitting on the plane, Rob. I don't know if I told you this. And a commercial popped up. We were flying Swiss Air. A commercial popped up. And it was a family flying to California and surfing for the first time. I was like, of all the fucking commercials, it has to be the family that wants to go to California and surf. I hope to God Rob doesn't watch the TV. And I was worried about you, but you literally sat down and with your first glass of wine, you were like, I'm never leaving. I'm here. How, why, what was that shift? And, and where did it come from?
0: Well, I think the short answer is that I'm a people person. I need to have people. I need to have a scale of life that is very people centric. I care about an interaction with a waiter. I care about an interaction with somebody on the street while I'm walking the dog. I, I, all of those things, people interactions are very important to me. And this past year with COVID has been. Horrible for me because
1: you only had me. There's a there's <laughs> Sophia a, there's, and there's, Gia.
0: There's quite literally a mask that separates people from you, and there's you know, let's be honest, six foot six feet of social distancing, and we as Americans a, a, again. I'm going to make this disclaimer. I do not want this to be an American bashing podcast, but it is my life. It is our life, and it is why we've one of the reasons we've made the change to be here is to be around a life that feels much more supportive of the way in which we want to live and the moment i got here to answer your question the moment i got here and i saw that scale of life in full view i knew it was the right place for me to be and i knew it was the right place for me to to step into the joy of living Uh, I don't know how to put it any other way. I mean, that sounds a little
1: little trite. Let's give some examples because we haven't been here since 2019. So if you haven't been following us, don't know our story. We were living in Atlanta. Rob was a chiropractor. We uh, figured out a way to automate and replace our income in our, our medical clinic. We decided to do four months Abroad, and uh, most of it was in Florence, Italy, where we now are. And then we moved to California because Rob always had this dream. So we did this like trial run. And during that trial run, we fell in love with the city, Rob included. And he had this dream of California. And we ended up moving to California, pandemic, all that thing, all those things. But when we came back just a few days ago, we said, Where do we want to go eat? And we had this restaurant we knew we wanted to go to. And we walked in like Americans at 7 30 when they opened the doors. By the way, that's what time dinner happens at, begins here. No one's there but, well, except no, the you're Americans. Not, you're
0: not actually telling it, right? We got to the place at and, like
1: five. And, and <laughs> no,
0: we got there at about a quarter to seven, and they were still eating. And it reminded me that. The way these restaurants do it and not occasionally some restaurants in America will do it, but it's not done by and large. Here it's done in mass. Let's say that service begins at seven. They're having dinner as a restaurant family at six o'clock all together. And I, it's not because there's some, you know, let's discuss tonight's specials so that you can upsell the customer. It's done because they're a family yeah. and they are enjoying the the food that the customers are about to enjoy but more than anything they're doing it to connect so to your point we get there about 15 minutes beforehand and there's you know there's nobody outside other because than, we're starving other than one other American couple who's there early and you know we walk in at seven and you know they're quite literally still sweeping
1: so okay so I just want to paint this right so we walk in and the waiter looks at us and he says ah you were here two years ago and they remembered us because this was one of our favorite places to go. They were, they actually remembered us. Ah, you were here two years ago. So, so excited to see you again. What brought you back? And we're like, we moved here. He's like, oh, this is amazing. And truly engaged in the conversation. Then we sat down and we decided to order a bottle of wine that Is one of our favorite bottles. It's a Tinian Tinian Nello. And we actually just had a bottle in Mykonos that cost an absurd amount of money. And we did it as like a special occasion thing there. But here it was quite literally one third of the price. So Rob asked for this bottle and he said, Ah, we don't have it, but hold on. And he sent one of his, uh, one of the other staff out. I don't know if they went to a store. Or if they went where they went, but they came back in with multiple bottles of this specific wine that we wanted and say, said, It's such a special occasion. We had to let you have this wine. And so they made it happen. They didn't have to do that. They made it happen. And we sat down and we ate and we said, He said, okay, what would you love to start? And so we gave a couple of starters. And I remember, Rob, you said, We can give it all to you. He goes, No. I want you to enjoy. I want you to sit and enjoy your wine, enjoy your starters. We'll talk about that later. And he took our menus and he put them away and we sat and we enjoyed the process of connecting in dinner with him, with with our each other. Like it was beautiful. There was no push to get out the door. There was no, you get 90 minutes <laughs> to eat. It was like, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this together and it and it was amazing and we had the best meal we had incredible wine incredible conversation it was at the end of that that you were like I'm never leaving <laughs> so I get it because we had more connection in one meal than we had in two years
0: yeah you know I'm on the verge of crying here all the time I, f- I find myself walking through the streets and wanting to cry I ju- we just got back from um, brunch here and I'm bouncing around a bit, but we just got back from brunch and uh, they're doing a wedding. And just, just looking at all of the people who are standing outside of the church to look in and enjoy the experience of the wedding. And when the bride and groom pulled up, how the entire piazza broke out into applause um singing Agordi.
1: like a soccer match was there like like i want you to imagine a piazza is like a big open area right with tons of restaurants the tables are full people are eating and drinking it's sunday and they're having a great day the bride comes up she steps out of the car and the entire piazza erupts in cheers like they just won the world cup it's beautiful. And I remember, so we were married in Italy. And when Rob and I walked through the streets, the number of women that came over saying Igori and kissing me and, and and celebrating our wedding was mind-blowing to me. Like They truly cared and they truly were a part of it. And it reminded me of when we were here in 2019, that same chapel today that we were at and that same piazza, we saw another wedding because... That's what they do here on the weekends, they get married. And Sophia was little. She was just barely turning five. And she was with us. We walked up in front of this church and they, the wedding had just completed and they were coming out. And a woman came by and gave all of the children little bags of rice to throw. And Sophia was included. She had, I mean, we were definitely not invited to this wedding, but they included the community in such a beautiful way that that's why we moved here. We moved here for community and inclusion and, and life and passion across all barriers, including masks, <laughs> apparently.
0: There, there are certain um, ways that they have learned to live and they don't want you fucking up those ways that they live. <laughs> so,
1: as, we, as Americans, we come here and do everything wrong.
0: So as an example, um, the other night we went for dinner and uh, we had a couple of glasses of wine and we were, we were really feeling it, it was great. We we're having a great time. We we're like, oh, fuck it, let's have one more glass. So can you get us one more glass? We're gonna share it. Um, well,
1: we had had, a, well, set it up though, because we had had a great bottle of Chianti, right? And he helped you choose it and it was a specific bottle. And we were like, can we have one more glass? And he's like, I don't have this, by the glass.
0: Correct. Yeah, I mean, so it was like it was like a you know it was like a super higher well not I wouldn't say super higher end but it was a higher end bottle, and so I was like well let's do one more glass and he was like um, I, I don't have I don't have anything by the glass and I was like oh you don't you only do bottles here he goes no 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 I I have I, I've had a wine by the glass but not anything for you and I was like well. Why not? He said, "Well, because this is a really good bottle of wine, and you you can't you can't go backwards because the stuff I have by the glass is not as good as the quality you just had in the bottle." So I was like, "Well, that's all right. We just we just want another. Can we just buy another glass of wine and we'll share it?" No, you you can't. Would not let me do it because it wasn't the right thing to do. He knew that we would be disappointed. So he just was the gatekeeper of the wine. He
1: wouldn't let us. Have, he wouldn't let us have it. But he offered up. A digestive, and he offered up other options. it was like, for a,
0: us. "A digestive, you can do. I'm going to let you do that, but you're you allowed. Can't, you can't do the other bottle of wine." So, listen. The only comparison that I have is America, because that's the only place I know. In America, that wouldn't happen. That would just never happen. Nobody would give a fuck. He'd be like, "What do you want? You want another glass of wine? Great. Which which what wine do you want?" But there's an intention around it. There's a there's a I care about you. And I want this to be amazing, and this is not going to be fucked up on my watch. And I remember, you know, even going into going into certain you know stores to buy something, and having a storekeeper or a salesperson—better word—say, um, "No, mm-mm, that's not elegant. That doesn't look good." They there's a sense for what they know that is right, and what is beautiful, and what is appropriate, and what is fair and what is just, and what's going to make you feel great. And they're not going to allow you to fuck it up.
1: And and they're not just going to sell you. So in a similar fashion, I went to my favorite shoe store here. So I have teeny tiny feet, like childlike feet. And the last time we were here, I found a shoe store and I found some sneakers because you walk here. Like without even meaning or having intention about walking, we're walking 17,000 steps a day per my Apple Watch. Whereas in Hermosa, I was barely hitting 10,000. I was like pacing in the house at night before we were watching TV to hit 10,000. And here there's tons of walking. So I, last time I was here, I had bought these kind of cute sneakers and they I was shocked because the store actually had my size and it was great and they're so comfy, and I still have them. So I had them on, and I walked into the store, and the woman looked, and she said, ah, I know those shoes. You bought them here. She's like, wait a minute. You were here a couple years ago. I said, yep. And I said, so I basically didn't bring many of my shoes with me because I knew I would buy some here. She said, great. Right now, I have on sale the summer series. We have all the summer stuff. I do have some fall shoes, but I think you should wait because I have new stuff coming in next week that you're probably gonna like more. So why don't you just buy some sandals to get you through and then wait a week or two and come back, no rush, and buy the fall shoe. There was no like pressure to buy what's there. And I appreciate that because she's truly looking out for me. And these are some of the things that, you know, like I've said before, These are the reasons why we wanted to move here because it feels such like a community. And Rob, I want to give you some, some credit here too, because our intention in coming here was for you to be able to disconnect from the drive of what's next in big business and you know we've talked about before you you set an intention of a goal of a financial goal that you wanted to hit and you'll hit it this month and there's like the push to go past that that next hill to climb in business has always driven you but the challenge i gave you was to make the next hill to climb life and we're only here 5 days And I can tell you that I see a huge shift because Sophia, probably for the first time ever, came to dinner one night and said, mommy, I wanna sit next to daddy tonight. And she's never, she's always a mommy's girl. She's on my lap, she's in my uterus, she's attached at the hip, like she's everywhere I am. And for her to say, I'd I'd prefer tonight to sit next to daddy meant that you created some deep connection with her. You've already done a Sophia Saturday with her. Last night, sitting at dinner, when she came over and said, I just want to tell you, I have the best daddy in the world. Like, you, in five days, have lived up to the challenge that I, I put upon you in climbing the hill of life, and that makes me really happy.
0: Well, thank you. And it's long overdue, and it is. uh, You know, I just recently wrote a post on it, and I won't. You know, it's probably better suited for another podcast. But I'll just say thank you because I am. Look, I'm five days in. A a new broom sweeps good. Um, So let me uh, let me get a couple of months under my belt and make sure I'm consistent with being a better dad.
1: No, don't say better dad. You're an amazing father. You always have been. Your your goal is to be more intentional about connecting with your family. Yeah. That doesn't mean a better dad. Yeah. That means-
0: what, uh, We're saying the same thing. I, I just,
1: f- I don't want you to downplay how great you are as a father.
0: Well, thank you. Thank I don't you. want it.
1: But I think, you know, so we have this, this dream that we have had for so long and we landed here and it's like, it happened. And instead of, we're recording this on a Sunday and instead of us sitting and watching Italian TV shows and dreaming about Italy, we're actually here experiencing it. And that's amazing. And that's incredible. And I know on a future podcast, we'll talk about manifestation and all of those things and how to make these dreams happen. But for right now, I just want to sit in how beautiful this is that we created. And is it living up to your expectations so far?
0: it is living up and and here's why there there is a there's a rhythm to life here there's a morning rhythm which is about coffee shop culture and you know espressos and cappuccinos and you know getting off to work and then there's sort of this afternoon you know, lunch time—not um, n- a full bottle of wine, but a half a liter, you know, of wine. And then there's the siesta, and then it moves into the evening, which starts around seven. And people do um, there's a whole,
1: a whole procession of dinner,
0: and yeah. well, actually, before dinner, then there's a then there's an aperitivo hour, which is where people get together and go to go into bars and have a spritz. Depending upon the time of year, and uh, there's all free food, and uh, then you have dinner, and after dinner there's a uh, there's a passeggiata where people just you know walk uh, through the streets, and it's sort of like walking food off, and maybe doing some shopping after they're doing that, and the pace of life and the rhythm of life and the intentionality here is very very alluring, and you ver- you can get very easily sucked into. You know what's next? Like we just had lunch now, and you know we'll we'll relax. I'm sure for another hour or so, and then after that we'll go back out, and you know we'll we'll do it again. And life is in the streets here, and where we're from, even even in California, you know it's kind of like they pull the sidewalks in at night, and there's not a lot happening. That's not the case here. There's um, your the piazzas, which are these big open areas in uh, in the cities, are the living room. Of the people who live here. And that's where they spend their time. There's not a lot of space in their, you know, apartments or palazzos or houses generally. But, um, they, they want to be outside and they want to be outside and they want to be connecting. They are a connecting, like, don't ever think about moving to Italy if you don't want to connect with people because you will have the most uncomfortable time in your life. Because they they they're gonna look you in the eye and they're gonna they're gonna tongue kiss you whether you want it or not.
1: Well, what's so funny about that is the first night we were here, Sophia was jet lagged and she was a little grumpy and a little like to herself. And she's usually pretty outgoing and walks around like today, you know, we're on the fifth day now and she's walking around the piazza waving at everybody saying, Nikamo, Sophia, you know, like that's typically who she is. But on night 1 she's tired and you know in the new spot and the waiter kept trying to engage her and she just wasn't doing it and he made a remark and he said she'll learn here we like to we like to talk we like to we like to connect and it was embarrassing for us because we're like no no no, no. typically she's really like outgoing but it's it's how they do and you know we've had so such a great start here but it's not without Rob's mitigation of the things that he doesn't love that uh, none of any of this would be possible. So if you've listened to the podcast previously, you know, we have a little joke ongoing that Rob is a certainty junkie. He thrives on certainty. So he wants to know that he has a cold room in the hot months that he has Myers dish soap that he has specific tooth uh, paste and floss he has hair products god knows and all the other things and so he works himself up into a tizzy about where is he going to get his damn Myers soap right and we've we've laughed and joked about this before well i opened the door the other day I have a little man outside saying, here's some Amazon came because Rob figured out Amazon Italy. And would you know it? Fucking Meijer soap. He found the Meyer soap. He figured it out. Rob is a master at mitigating the shit. He doesn't want to change. And, you know, look, we moved to Italy to get out of our comfort zone. And so that requires trying new things and figuring out new stuff. But... He's taken some of the, uh, the US life with him and mitigation of certain things, I think is what is making him incredibly happy right now. Like the first night we were here, none of the AC was cold enough. And I woke up in the middle of the night, one o'clock in the morning, didn't know where I was, jet lagged. And he's in another bedroom curled up and trying to sleep. Not able to sleep in the night sweats because his room wasn't cold enough, and you want to talk about that, Rob? What did you then do?
0: Well, look, I mean, here's here's the thing. If you're yes, I am a big I'm a big mitigator. I don't think it's necessary for you for you to suffer through life if you don't want to. And at the same time, I think it's a double edged sword because I think you're right. You can you can create America inside of Italy very, very quickly and feel like you're like, what the hell's the difference? Like if you you know, come here and you stay at the Four Seasons and you, know, you bring all your American shit, you walk outside, it's just, it's Epcot Center outside. You yeah. know what I mean? It's you like, well, Epcot. You're, you're not, there's no difference here. That's not what I was trying to do. What I was trying to do is say, when when we originally, I'll answer your bed question, in the se- your bed comment in a second or comment on your bed comment in a second. When we made the decision to move here to Italy, one of the reasons why I was hesitant is because there are certain things that are frustrating for me. The air conditioning isn't cold enough, the Wi Fi isn't fast enough, um, and the beds suck. You know, you're not getting a a proper king size bed.
1: Proper. I love how you made that
0: proper. And, well, you're not getting a king size bed you're getting... The reason why I say proper is because they're taking two full beds or whatever, and they're squeezing them together so that it's like a Lucille Ball episode that when you fall asleep at night, you fall through the crack of the two beds. So it's not a proper king bed. But for me, I looked at it and said, well, if... These are things that can be mitigated by me bringing in an eight sleep bed, which is the one I like to use because it gives you the ability to cool it to whatever temperature you want to cool it. Then why not just ship the eight sleep bed in? If you you know you don't want to ha- you want to be able to have you know the right hand soap and soap that you like because it's not full of chemicals and it's a healthier thing and it's Myers and it's one click on Amazon. Well, fuck it, just bring the bring. So make a list of the things that. You don't want to move to Italy for and fix them, and so that's what I did, and it really softens um, the landing for me quite a bit. Now I think that as time goes on, you know, I may I may wind up using I don't know olive oil toothpaste. Who the hell knows? But I'm gonna I'm Neoki gonna get hand soap. Neoki hand soap. I'm gonna slowly get into it, but right now, but
1: you're not giving up that eight sleep bed.
0: I would give up Italy before I give up the eight sleep bed because here's why, because I need to fucking sleep. So I'm not going to go to sleep and wake up, you know, four hours every night because I'm sweating my ass off when I can easily just get a bed that cools and makes it work or. I'm either going to do that, or I'm going to buy some version of of air conditioning and ship the air conditioning in. It's going to be one or the other. But I am going to sleep at night cool <laughs> because I need to fucking sleep.
1: And you know, I was incredibly resistant to all of these things because I was like, "Come on, like there's an entire culture here that doesn't need to have a, a bed that cools itself and Myers dish soap and you know they floss their teeth like they figured that out, but I will say, I do love having the Eight Sleep bed here because I do like a cool bed. And no, we are not paid by Eight Sleep, although they should. And having a couple of touches from home are great. They really are. And Amazon has made it way easier to just get stuff here, but it also can cripple you in some respects. Like we're getting ready to do Sophia's birthday and I don't just want to Amazon everything. Like I want to find cool stuff. I want to explore. I want to know where to get things. Like, I don't have any damn clue where to get wrapping paper in this city. Why? Because there's no Target or Walmart or, or like giant store like that. Like, I don't even, I, I don't know where to go. Like, do I have to go to a paper shop? What do I have to do? But that's part of the challenge and the excitement to me is figuring it out. So I think there has to be a balance between mitigation of the shit you hate and getting, un- being willing to get uncomfortable and try new things.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so. So, you know, look, the first report of what we thought Italy would be, it is 100% um, everything that Kim thought it was going to be. And it's, um, it, it's, <sighs> It's like two hundred percent what yeah. I thought it was going to be. I don't know how it's to put it. It's better than words. you thought it. Thank yeah. you. It's better. It worked
1: out better than you thought it. Worked would.
0: out better than I thought. I I'm tapping into a part of my life that. You know when you know that you're on the verge of something, but you don't quite know what it is exactly. But you know that you're mm-hmm. shifting. Mm-hmm. That's where I am right now. I mean, I'm in a river that is moving, and it's moving me through the river. And I know something is changing, and I feel that it's changing, and I feel that I'm changing. And there's a little resistance to it. There's a little bit of programming that is, you know, at, at play. But um, but but I'm changing. And I'm changing priorities. I'm changing um, purpose. I'm changing meaning. And it's almost like I'm tapping into some weird past life shit because this environment is stimulating to me in ways that I've never been stimulated before. Like I'm, I'm looking at buildings and churches and I'm looking at them... Differently, I'm looking at them with meaning. I'm looking at them like I'm seeing, you know, what it was like for people to walk down these cobblestone streets. And it's really it's it's hard to so I can't really put it into words, but it's um, it's very otherworldly for me.
1: Well, it sounds like uh, you're loving it, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to move here. And I acknowledge that not everybody has a spouse that's just so on board, ready, and willing to make massive shifts. But I'm grateful that you were and that our little munchkin is going to start school here in Italy uh, in just a couple of days. And uh, we'll keep you posted. So this isn't going to turn into an Italian show, but as always, we're sharing what works for us, um, what's going on in life. And uh, I guess next week, maybe we'll talk about how to manifest and start to create this type of dream life that you're after.
0: All right, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game,